What is going on, guys, gals, and everyone in between? You are on the sidelines with the Sideline Guys for a very special football edition, the first episode of our new season covering the 2023-2024 NFL season. I am pumped. That feels amazing to say. We're coming off a historic year, right? The best both of us have ever done in picks. And hey, the fact that I even the score, right? Now we got something to play for. There's been (laughs) years past in this show's history, right? (laughs) Derek was just out here mopping up the fools. There was no competition. There was no problems on this show. Now, now. I came in second worldwide, baby. <laughs> now, now I'm the favorite. You feel me? There's no, yes, there's no sir. debates yes, here. Sir. So looking yes, forward sir. to trying to defend my crown this year. But Derek, how's it going, my brother? It's great to have you back on TSG. Bro. Yes, sir. It's good to be back, man. Thanks for holding it down uh, while I've been away again. But uh, I'm looking forward to to getting into this, man. I've been itching to discuss football, so. This I'm I'm pumped. I'm ready. New season. Let's get it. Yes. Oh sir. yeah. I'm by the way, you... by the way, I'm coming for the crown. Same way the Eagles fell short last year, just shy. That's how that's how it was for me with with you with these picks. So uh, we'll we'll call you the Chiefs and me the Eagles, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna rectify that loss. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That. I like that. I like that energy. I don't know if it's going to work out, yeah. but but I like it. I yes, like sir. it. You're coming with a vengeance for sure. And <laughs> oh, and I sure. just think it's appropriate. I got to keep you itching a little longer. I got to keep you on the crack fiend vibes. You know what I'm saying? I got to. <laughs> we ain't there yet. We're going to start off the show today discussing a very important topic, one that I think is a little bit more polarizing than it should be. Right. I think this is yeah. uh, an issue where a lot of people are really losing the core of what we should be talking about here. And that discussion takes place in the world of nba so obviously not an nba player just yet but uh we're talking about Bronny james unfortunately we got the news that he had uh suffered a cardiac arrest during one of his practices at usc uh thankfully the medical staff was able to keep him in stable condition get him to the hospital and he fortunately has been already released he is at home recovering now um i hate that the, the, the central topic of discussion here is really conspiracy theories and wacky uh, <laughs> right-wing ideologies, when in reality, right, yeah. this is a very tragic story, right? I'm very yeah. thankful that everything is okay because just just thinking about the landscape of <laughs> the next two years in the NBA, right, this mm-hmm. is this is a huge storyline that everyone was following, and this could have been so much of a way more different conversation that we're having here as far as um, just a tragic loss of someone who obviously just has the world in front of him, right? So I'm just so thankful, first off, to say that he is doing better. Um, But most importantly, I think it's important that we do touch on what the discussion has devolved into. Um, Everyone decided to make this about uh, vaccinations, while to my knowledge, I'm not sure whether or not it is public record whether he even is vaccinated or not, right? So this this is a conversation right. that I think is very ridiculous at this point, has gotten way out of hand. I'm thankful once again that we have good news, right? So we can actually yeah. talk about this. Um, but ultimately, mm-hmm. I'm going to pass it off to you by saying <sighs> the, no- the number one leading cause, right? I don't know if anybody is aware of this, but the number one leading cause in deaf and student athletes is sudden cardiac arrest now this is not an issue that is brand new right but this is an issue that is 
uh, very polarized in today's world. Um, and I could say with or without good reason, right? Um, everyone wants mm-hmm. to make this a political thing, and I'm fucking sick of it. So, Derek, yeah. how do we sort this mess out? How, what do we do here? So, I don't know, because I'm be honest. The first thought that went through my head when I when I heard about it was, you know, I immediately started thinking about Reggie Lewis, which maybe that's probably not where, you know, my thoughts should have gone. But like thinking of like how like what the possibility was, like what actually caused this hap to happen and like is was it like an irregularity or, you know, something that, that was just happenstance or, or or is it something that that is more serious um and i mean i'm glad i'm beyond happy he's okay um but like my mind didn't go to 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 vaccination I, i'm i'm really getting tired of everybody uh uh saying that's what contributes to someone's uh illness or or death um because you heard people saying the same thing about jamie fox um which was like, you know, come on now. We we don't even know. <laughs> like honestly, I think if, yeah, I I think yeah that I, I and they did a perfect job by keeping that whole thing private. But I think we're doing um a disservice by saying that all that a a, a small amount of illnesses or deaths have led to this. You know, are are linked to this vaccination. We don't know, like. I would assume if that's the case, more people will be dropping. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm assuming. I could be wrong, but um, that's what my thought process is on that that whole thing. But uh, yeah, my like, I I immediately started thinking about Reggie Lewis and like how this impacts Bronny's future, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is is this going to be something that uh, is long term? And you know. He can't play basketball anymore, or is it something that you know maybe they have to like put like a pacemaker in or something like that to make sure everything is good and he's good to play? Um, I'm assuming they're going to keep this quiet for a while um, until we until they find out like what what the actual uh, issue is. Um, so we at this point, all we can honestly do is speculate, which I hate doing, um, but. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Because is if if we're seeing this point where he he can't play basketball, um, you know, is this something that that would that force LeBron to well not force him, but will that be something that makes him decide to retire earlier than expected? That's a good point. One that I haven't even really considered in the scope of this, right? Um, yeah. As far as the discourse, right? I'm just like you mentioned, just honestly, really, really tired of it. It's uh, tinfoil hatters, literally just waiting, right? right? Waiting for the opportunity, and you see these sheep all the time, right? You click on their 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 page after you read their ridiculous comment, and they got like 26 followers, and all of their yeah. comments are very similar, talking about different instances of whatever, right? Trying to pin the pin the blame on 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 big old Pfizer right so honestly yeah, I'm yeah. very I'm very um it's a very polarized audience right it's a lot of people that aren't worth giving the time as far as trying to engage in a debate right so we're not even going to go down that avenue right this that's a very clear uh 
what what is it? Uh, sort of a clickbaity th- conversation right now. I think ultimately the fact right. that his health is at least stable for now is is the the best news we could possibly get as far as moving forward. Um, it does it does really change a lot of things. I think definitely when you consider his own career, um, it's kind of like a and and I hate to use this analogy right because this is way. Uh, way worse, right? But it's kind of like uh, a fighter that just is kind of coming off of a, a knockout or a freak injury, right? Or a freak circumstance. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. how do you get back to your former form and right. not live in fear, right? That this is going to happen again or that this is something that had just happens to you, right? Like that that's a mindset that can be very easy to, to adopt when you were in a situation that was literally life-threatening, right? And something that I would imagine uh, was a very routine practice session right before those things happen so honestly i'm more worried about that than the actual sort of long-standing effects of this um Mm -hmm. this isn't the first time something like this has happened to a young athlete and i promise you guys it's not going to be the last um i just think there's a lot more at stake than people understand right so when they're talking about this and making this out to be something that is frankly not or or this uh, as if it's some sort of anomaly, right? As if this is something that right. we have never seen or um, is, is entirely unprecedented until now. It's just um, fucking ridiculous. So all of that, please miss me with that. Um, as far as the LeBron's future, I think that's very, very impression because I didn't even, like I said, I didn't even think about that at all. Um, I'm sure if this is something that is very severe right something that could potentially keep Bronny from ever playing basketball again right that's a very real possibility right even though he is in better condition now right we don't know what the issue is like you mentioned scans and stuff are to follow right and once again I don't want to speculate either but there's a host of things that could have contributed or been the reason why that happened and uh working backwards from there is key and who knows right it can be a traumatizing thing right you're you almost lost your son um doing the same thing that you love right um i could only imagine right um how how that must feel as a parent um so i i think this is a question unfortunately we won't get the answer to right until more information continues to come out and we see his response right um he has still that is has still been sort of things right so at least there is that uh to consider but at the same time um i just think right now that's honestly the least of everyone's concern right like let's let's make sure the family's good and uh from there we'll pivot do i think that uh we've seen the last of lebron and nba jersey definitely not um i I think he will be returning to play this season uh but once again and at least right now that is the least of all of our concerns. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, I, I think um, you know whether whether Bronny's career as a player is in jeopardy or not. I'm glad that he's you know he's okay, um, and you know the whole family is good. You know, that's 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 the that's the 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 blessing of it. The whole thing is everyone's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just about what what. Um, the extent of you know how this how this whole thing will end up playing out so for sure for sure and then only time will tell right so it's a lot of once again speculations for speculation's sake we're not going to continue waffling about on what it could be why it could be uh we're going to move on but i think it's important to to make headway of this to make it aware right that 
things aren't always what they seem on either side, especially when uh, you have so many polarizing people just trying to attach themselves to things for the sake of uh, being a part of the narrative, right? When in, when in reality, um, I think there's a much more important human element to this um, that reigns supreme other than considering literally ridiculous uh, spider on the wall theories. So um, yep. once again, shout out to, to everyone in that family and w wishing nothing but the best in his recovery, mental and physical, right? Because like I yeah. said, this is not something that uh, one can easily bounce back from or not say it's a consideration, right? You can't go through something like that and then act like it never happened or act like um, it's not going to affect the way you approach the world, right? Let alone uh, sports again. So um, did you see him once again, this season? honestly, no, um, I, I think if this is as if like if this isn't a pre-existing condition or something specifically medically that they can point to, I think it's very similar to the DeMar Hamlin situation in the way that we kind of have to chalk things up to happenstance. Like, I don't think this yeah. is something, especially if they do tests and all that stuff and nothing comes up as far as irregularities with his heart and, and, and all of that stuff, um, then there's no reason why uh, one should, right, so to speak. And I would imagine, um, given where he is in his life, right, I don't think this is something he wants to give up either, right? This is this is his oh, dream. Yeah. So I doubt, I doubt yeah. that'll be a consideration. Um, but there's a lot of roadblocks, even if he continues on that path, right? So all stuff yeah. we're trying to make people aware of, make make people understand that that's the important part of this, not um, all the other uh, fucking noise out there. But uh, if he does sit out, I won't be surprised either, right? This is a very traumatic thing. And who's to say he's wrong or right either way, right? Like, <laughs> you would only know how you would react if you were in that scenario. So... Please yeah. do reserve your judgment. This is not your business, what he does um, and, and why he chooses uh, to make that decision. Uh, just especially if you're a supporter of his, just give him give him his time to sort of diagnose these things and, and decide, let alone trying to influence or or say he should be doing this or he should be a poster child for this. It's like, man, y'all some sick fucks like this is somebody's child who could have easily lost his life in a situation where. There was less guidance or less supervision. So thankfully, everything worked out the way it did and everyone's okay. Uh, but moving forward, right, this isn't something that is out of the ordinary, right? And and I mm -hmm. say that not not to say, hey, people just catch random heart attacks every day. Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. It's more so this is a real thing that happens. Please, the, the fact that you mentioned um, that one athlete, there's so many other athletes that have dealt with this th in their careers as well. So... This is not the first time this has happened. I guarantee you guys, this probably will not be the last time this happens either. Uh, but let's not try to act like <laughs> this is some sort of um, plague coming yeah. upon us. No. But if there's anything to learn from this, I will say, um, get yourself to a CPR class, right? Get yourself educated yeah, so that sure. if you ever find yourself in a scenario like this, <laughs> sounds cliche, sounds corny, but you could literally be the reason why someone's alive versus yeah. uh, a much more tragic situation. So I encourage everyone, please, if you have CPR classes available to you, take them. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree with that for sure. So with all that being said, um, let, let's move on to the bulk of what we're here for today to get into our NFL preseason talk. Um and the first topic for today where we're going to jump into is the RB market. So 
I think this has been the hot button conversation in general across sports, right? The past couple of weeks. So yeah. I think it's only fitting that we that we touch on this. But I think from a different angle, right? We gotta come we gotta come correct on this show. And I think a lot of people have been diving straight into the money talk, but haven't really been reinforcing why this is so crazy, in my opinion. Um yeah. but let's let's make one thing very, very clear. As far as positions and what they mean to a football team. Um, I think it's important to have this discussion first. As far as running backs and their specific roles on these teams, um, I think it's really important to note that I think RB is one of the one of, if not you could argue the most important positions in the NFL. Now, advanced mm -hmm. analytics lately will make you think otherwise, right? I feel like everyone is trying to make it seem and devalue um, everything that RBs do in today's NFL. Um, but at the end of the day, historically, I think this really is backed up by the fact that not only is what they're doing one of the hardest positions, right, as far as on your body, um, the tax that it it, it it puts on you for the rest of your career, but also just execution wise, right? This is not an easy position to play. This is a position that your success really does rely on a lot of other people that's in front of you, right? It's not just you and what you put yourself through either. It's you have to be in the right situation as well in order to thrive as a back, unless you're just a generational hall of fame talent, right? That you could uh, make things happen without an old line. But I think it's really important to put things in perspective here. I think what is the issue isn't necessarily that RBs are not important um, because let's just look at the reality of the league, right? The faces of, of the league, in my opinion, a lot of them are running backs. And I, and as far as um, the, the biggest, most productive players in the NFL, uh, you could mm -hmm. argue RB is that position. Now, obviously there's a oh, big yeah. move the last 10, 15 years, um, to passing the ball more, having a more uh, sort of up-tempo offense, sending RBs out for screens and things like that. Obviously, the game is evolving. Um, but historically, I think RB is the most important position on the field. And over time, that has been changing, right? Um, I say all this to make the point that what troubles me about these conversations, right, about the RB market is like everyone is trying to say, oh, they don't matter that much. You can win without them. And that may be true, right? But I think that has more to do with the rookie salary structure than it has to do with the reality of the position not being an important one. I think the biggest change in my mind that should come from this and that all um, sort of owners even and, and, and people involved should be looking into is there should be some sort of change to the way that payment works for early round picks specifically, right? Make it easier on, on owners so that they're not as afraid, but there should be some sort of change in structure to the, to the salary cap or to rookie contracts that makes it so that what they're receiving and their hit on the salary cap remains the same, but what they're receiving is elevated. Now I say this because man, this league is, you'll be lucky to be around for one season, L literally. Yeah. I would say average shelf life for a player is what two, three seasons. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it's really important for these, these, these let's, let's call it like it is right for these young men to get what they sought their life out for 
when they can get it, right? They've spent their entire life to get to this moment. And while they're here, regardless of what happens to them, regardless of if they had a catastrophic injury, regardless of if they balled out, you should be getting paid in a way that changes your life as an athlete. I think that's really the the biggest crux of my issue with this conversation because everyone's trying to make it seem like, like they should not be getting paid. And it's like, man, um, the fact that the conversation revolves around, hey, these people don't deserve this in a world where, in my opinion, if you have that stance, you, you must not, you must be a part of the 1%, right? You must be worried about big pockets because I can't imagine being a working class citizen and, and taking the side of, of owners on this debate. Uh, but right. I've said a lot. Ultimately, my main point here is I think RB is one of the most important positions in football. I think the rookie structure on these deals is really what has hurt the market, in my opinion, for RBs. I don't think it's the RBs mm -hmm. themselves. I think these teams know how important these players are. Hence why with Dalvin Cook, right, he's still a free agent. But there was rumors that he was going to be uh, having talks with the Jets, right? Mm -hmm. Not a that right after there's rumors that he's having value of that position when if someone in your division is having talks with the guy you try to insert yourself right so right. my question for you Derek is the genie's out of the bottle right I proposed a little change in salary cap to try to relieve the hit but also get these guys paid how do you think this issue gets resolved and do you think um, this is a, a problem that's on its way to being solved in the next couple years so I don't I don't know that um I don't know this is gonna get resolved anytime soon. Um this is this is uh pretty much like the whole uh Hollywood strike going on right now, right? Like you have the the actors and writers on one side, studios and streaming services on the other. I think I feel like this is this is that kind of standoff where we're we're gonna see running backs versus the front office right for a good little second um i almost wonder because we saw with uh with Dejon robinson right like this year he signed for um a four-year 21 million dollar contract right this mm -hmm. um i think his i think he's gonna go he's gonna get 13 million this year almost four, close to 14 million um and he's the highest paid running back this season um which after after this season will be seven six and then five i almost wonder if that's the new pay structure that running backs should go with so just follow me here so if if the higher you're drafted right if the the heavy amount on your contract is at the beginning and as you go it scales down um which then for the next contract, I wonder, you know, if how it would go, but if it would be something similar to where the first year is a little higher and then uh, they go down, but they're more incentive incentive laden as the years go on for running backs that are on like their second or third contract. You know what I'm saying? Um, I almost wonder if if that could be like the new template whether you're, where you're you're putting all the heavier amount on the first two years or so and then it's less on the last two if you're doing four years and then like as 
the further down the draft you go, you know, the pay scale gets, of course, it already does this, but um, it will be lessened in that way. I, I'm, the thing, the reason why I'm kind of, um, man, I don't know if that's, to be honest, people are probably already yelling at the screen right now. I'm be honest, I don't know if that's how the structure is for all contracts right now. But I'm just looking at Robinson's contract and seeing how much he's getting in the first <laughs> in the first year and then the following years after that. Um the the reason why this uh, um irritates me is because the the running back position is just as important as the the running game is just as important as the passing game. And the passing game is just as important as uh, the offensive line, right? Like, the quarterback isn't getting anything done without any of those pieces on, on the field with him. You know what I'm saying? So I think this this whole notion that um, running backs um, are expendable, I think that's, um, I think that's cr- a crazy argument. I will say, though, I think that where we are right now, we're going to see more teams. um, I think we'll see more teams with a two two to three punch combo at running back. And I think that could possibly – I'm talking about like star level running backs where similar to how we saw with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, right? Like use him as an example. You can see, like, and it was anytime Zeke was out, Pollard was able to fill in properly and, and, and like have more impact. Honestly, I think it might be possible we see the running back position take that type of hit, where you're seeing you're not seeing the. I'll use a better example. Look at the Eagles. You see what they did last year, where uh, and and uh, this year, last year, and the year prior, where. They have three running backs that can easily be the number one running back. And it's kind of like they're all sharing that load. I think we might see more of that where it's running back by committee type of thing. And not so so reliant on just one quarter on one running back. Like, you know, with Saquon Barkley, you know what I'm saying? Like those type of guys, Derrick Henry. Um, I think that to me, if we're gonna go into this this era where we're devaluing the running backs, um, that might be the only saving grace to where you have your top three and you just go with those guys, right? Man. And rotate them so that it's not one person getting you know all that. Not one person carrying a major load. I'll put it like that. I, I think that's what I could see happening, where you're just seeing more, more of that instead of like the primary back, and then you have your depth mm-hmm. after that. I think it's going to be everybody's going to be looked at as RB one going forward, because Man, I don't see I, how else you do this. I, like I really don't. Yeah, you I was going to say this feels this feels like deja vu all over again, right? Because we've had this discussion yeah. on the show last season, right? Where we're talking about yeah. Yeah. Uh, the different teams that implement this. And while I think it is a very effective strategy, I do feel like it does devalue the position. And now that sounds yeah, crazy, yeah, yeah. right? 
Uh, but the reason why I feel like that ideal, right, does ultimately hurt the value of the position is the reason why that approach is so attractive is because, once again, uh, we're getting these backs through the draft and we're going to have a surplus mm -hmm. of players to sort of spread around um, the, the wealth in that way. So we don't have to necessarily pay one guy extra because we're all doing this together, right? And ultimately, I think that's that's where this issue really gets hard to fix to fix right because ultimately um you could argue that'll be the best for even the starbacks to have a situation like that so that they're less injury prone oh, yeah, yeah. and less and in a better position to to earn their guaranteed money right but in this at the same time i feel like um you also can't really change the the, the way picks work right you can't change the structure of things um i think ultimately uh, some sort of incentive, right? Some sort of clause that if you uh, hit this threshold, this minimum threshold that considers you a part of that sort of A-list starter back um, conversation, right? And I don't think it should be mm -hmm. carries. I think it should be a baseline of production that is not crazy to achieve within, I would say, four games. Like, I think this should be a very achievable total, right? So we implement this incentive where as soon as you hit that threshold as an RB, you getting paid a certain amount, right? That guarantees that a you're good enough to not um, to not have to contemplate um, skimping out on injuries, right? You you can put your full force of your money into recovery and all these other things so that you're not stressed out financially, but also in that way that there is some relief on the team side of things, right? Where, yeah, they're going to have to pay you. Right. But ultimately the, with the money they're making back, I'm sure that's a drop in the bucket. Um, but it's mm -hmm. not on the cap. Like that's the big issue right. here. I feel like right. the, the Zeke Elliott contracts and the Le'Veon Bell contracts in the past are the two that a lot of people are pointing to. And I think rightfully so for sort of mm -hmm. what changed the RB market, because obviously mm -hmm. those, those guys got those contracts, whether sit, sitting out beforehand or not, and then weren't able to really live up to the number figure on that contract. Now, I think they get an uh, unfair shake because I think there's a lot more players um, at the QB position um, and at the at the wide receiver position, you could argue today, that are in that same position making way more and, and delivering substantially less. And somehow that doesn't change the market for them. It only continues to get higher. I mean, speaks to the fact that Danny Dimes is making almost three times what Saquon Barkley is making this year. And let's make it very clear. I will take Daniel Jones out of the starting. Give me Jared Stidham. Give me, give me any backup replacement quarterback on the field. As long as I get to keep Saquon, that offense is better, in my opinion, than anything you could get with Daniel Jones and sort of star wideouts on the end. And I, I believe that. I genuinely yeah. believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I, listen. I'm not the guy. I'm not the. I'm not the tax incentive guy. I don't know how to fix this per se, um, but I really do think there needs to be something outside of the current parameters of the way we look at the sport, right? to really make this a position that people want to play. Cause let's get real. Why would you want to be a running back, especially a star running back at this stage of things with the way things are going, where you are being right. faulted for other people's situations and other right. people's situations that could potentially have been out of their control as well. Right. As far as mm -hmm. injuries and dealing with that, these are mm -hmm. things that you're being put through 
because of your contract, not to spite your contract. Um, so right. I, I think it speaks to the the danger of this position, right? It's not a mistake that a lot of RBs get injured because it's one of the hardest positions to play as far as the toll on your body and what you're being asked to do every play. So mm -hmm. reward these guys as they deserve, because let's make it clear. There's a lot of guys on that field doing way less and making way more. So I almost wonder if uh, two things. One, are we going to see running backs going strike? Two, if they do, and let's say hypothetically the running back position is is removed, which I think would be so stupid, but is removed, and you go forward with the the Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson type of players, right? The ones that can run and throw. Um. I almost wonder if that would be like the 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 move then, which I think again would suck if you don't have the running game at all. Um, but if you decide to go with running backs that are that hybrid player, could could owners ultimately look at that as that's a two for one? Let's just remove the position altogether, save money from paying, you know, with paying that and, you know, just put it all on the quarterback to run or throw. Could you see something like that eventually happening? If for some reason this doesn't get resolved, uh, the running backs go on strike, whatever, it, whatever it is, could you see that ultimately being where the game evolves to? No, uh, because I think flag football is not a commercial sport for that very reason, right? <laughs> like yeah. it, it, yeah. It changes fundamentally what we're being asked to do, and and if there's no dual threat to the off to the defense, there's no nothing stopping them from dropping back and just playing just playing the lanes always, right? Like there's yeah. no if that if that were to happen, honestly, that would be um, I I might consider not being a fan anymore, honestly, because yeah. It, yeah. it's such a very different product that you're looking at, and honestly, yeah. I think ratings wise right and and all those things i won't i won't be surprised if uh execs are lifting their chops at the prospects of that right because i feel like mm -hmm. with the way the league is headed in general now i feel like there's much more of a focus on qbs and passing plays in general um but yeah. i just think it fundamentally changes what we're going to be watching so for me uh I'm not gonna be able to do it man that it just sounds yeah. so strange it does it does i mean it sounded strange to it, it felt strange to say uh, because like I, I, again, those those type of quarterbacks aren't. They're not everywhere, right? Like you not you don't have that dual threat quarterback, that that can legitimately do it. I'm not I'm not talking about like Danny Dimes. I'm not talking about him. He like, yes, he can run, but I mean we're we're talking. I'm talking about one that's like an actual running threat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, those aren't quarterbacks that you're going to find just everywhere. Um. But I could, I could possibly see where the running backs decide let's go on strike. You know, sure. um, and if they end up doing that, I think, I think it could possibly lead to a uh, to a lockout. Like I would, I would be interested in seeing if that happens. Um, I don't want it to. Like, 
selfishly I want to see I want to watch football but I could see where that ends up taking place at least within the next year or two where where they're like you know we're done we're done because the fact that Saquon had to fight the way he did and instead of signing the 10 million dollar uh tag signed for 11 and, you know and a saying? two million signing bonus, literally three and million dollars si- more. And after taxes, so, it's probably still ten. So it's probably still ten. I don't even like. What are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's where I'm kind of like a a running back uh, uh, of his stature, um, having to fight for just his you know value and pay. That doesn't that doesn't make sense. While Daniel that Jones is sense. making forty mil a year I mean, in this economy, well, I swear on everything. Like Daniel that's Jones. the worst contract. Everyone talks yeah. shit about all these different RB contracts. Everyone talks shit about some of these uh, QB contracts recently. That has been the worst one, and I'm surprised there hasn't been yeah. more talk on that specifically. Uh, because shout out to Brian yeah. Dayball, they had a good season, right? I won't be surprised if if they regress this season. Honestly, we'll, we'll get more on that in the next preview shows. But I'm predicting yeah. them to regress this season. And with all that being said, the fact that he got paid that much, once again, I'm. I'm not a hater, right? This isn't to say, man, I don't want Daniel Jones to get paid. Every one of these guys deserves to get paid because at the end of the day, yeah. the same risk that they're all accepting of, they're all dealing with on the on the field. So please, yeah. whatever you have the value to negotiate, please make it happen. But at the same yeah. time, if you're going to so criminally devalue the RB position and then criminally overvalue the QB position, um, yeah, it just skews things in such the wrong way where, like I said, like there's no reason why as a young kid, you would want to pursue being a running back, running back. Like right. you, you could just be a, a dual threat QB, like you mentioned beforehand, like that is a much more lucrative option. Um, so a sign that I was thinking about too, when you were talking earlier is like the breakdown of like the potential RB strike and what that will mean for the game and, and imagining the world without the RB position. And my main takeaway for that is like, well, if we get that far, then why are we even running after the catch? Right? Like, let's just stop. Let's just call to play dead right there. And and let's just, let's just only throw right at that point, because I really don't see the difference. The risk, the inherent risk of injury is there for every single player on that field. Right. It it is not different based on position. If anything, I would argue the risk for RBs is much higher because of once again the demand, what they're being asked to do. Um, yeah. Take a car crash for free on every play, right, and be happy about it, <laughs> and then and then yeah. smile when we give you a low ball offer on your next contract. Like it's is disrespectful yeah. at this point, and yeah. ultimately I think, and once again, a great example of this too. Let's look at the guard market in today's NFL. Let's look at the line, yeah. offensive line, what they're getting yeah. paid. They're getting paid yeah. in some cases more than a lot of receivers and tight ends make. So if we're being yeah. real here, right, if if there's enough money there to go around, I'm sure there's enough money. This is the biggest league of all leagues, right? This yeah. is as big as it gets sports-wise. Everyone talks about football stuff, and I agree. I think football globally is a much bigger sport. But as far as North American leagues, this is by far the biggest. There's no reason why we're pinching pennies for players that you can argue are more important to their team um, than a lot of their peers that are getting paid more. 
Um, it's just really ridiculous at this point. And I could only imagine with RBs feeling this way, I think the next crop, the next wave of people that are going to be feeling this way are defensive players too because the offense oh, continues to get better every year. And, and mm -hmm. the defense has to match that at a baseline, right, regardless. Mm -hmm. So imagine when they're looking across the field and you see guys like Danny Dimes making 40 mil plus a year, and you're like, man, every time I play him, I'm cooking him. So why why am I yeah. not getting a piece of that? So I, I just yeah. really feel there needs to be some sort of change in structure, even if it's incentive-laden, even if it's money that isn't being a part of the team hit so that they have more freedom to sort of round as an organization fine as long as these people are getting paid what they deserve i'm fine with that um but i agree with you i'm in favor if they're gonna be going on strike or anything like that i will pay with my attention dollars as much as it'll pain me yeah. i think if i would be in solidarity i would not watch yeah. right um because yeah. it isn't the same and and i don't think um there's any cause really that's better to get around in this one as, as far as my football fandom, because at the end of the day, like people have been saying the game has changed for the last five years, and I agree. It has changed, and it will continue to go in the same direction. Um, but mm -hmm. if something like this fundamentally changes the NFL, I'm not, I'm not in it no more. No, thank you. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think it's, it's, um, it's going to be very interesting, interesting to see what ends up taking place with this. But to be honest, I don't. I can I can make a we can make a better uh, argument for the running backs to win this battle than for uh, a lot of the um, actors and writers to win their battle with with Hollywood. I, I think this one this one is going to be one of those things that we look at. I think we look back on and um, when we start comparing causes and stuff like that. I think running. I think the running backs going to have a much bigger argument because you, if you don't have the running backs, you don't have a a, a game. Honestly, it's going. It is going to be very weird. It would be very weird to see them out there in that field without a running game. And and I think, I think you can figure out ways to to protect your players, right? Um, whether that is changing the the turf and all that stuff, or, um. Maybe you sit them for certain games. You you know you figure out how to to protect them or whatnot in in certain ways. Just go. Just there. There are ways to make sure that you're getting um, more bang for your buck. If your concern is that running backs, you know, for the most part, don't last as long as uh, as other players, uh, other positions do. Like that argument is valid. But at the speaks same to time, why they should be getting paid more. They need Literally. to get paid more, right? And I think that's 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 why I would be in favor if if the structure is pay structure is different. Make sure that first one two years, especially if they're um a high impact player, we're talking about players that don't really see the field. The pay structure would be different for them for sure. But if you're talking about your premier players like Saquon, like Derrick Henry, like McCaffrey, whatever, if you're talking about players like that, it makes sense to make sure that the first year or two is is heavy, and then you're able to, you know, do a drastic dip on pay on the last end of the of the, of the deal. Um, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, they're gonna have to figure something out. But I think that 
Um, again, the running backs have a have a serious argument here. They have a serious argument, and it's weird. It's weird that that players like Dalvin Cook or Ezekiel Elliott like don't aren't signed right now. You know what I'm saying? And that that speaks to the to the market too. But I mean, it would wouldn't it make sense if if they're not going to be the number one to have them as a backup running back somewhere? You know what I'm saying? Like, could you imagine that? How that would be? Um, I think it'd be very interesting to see what takes place though. I'm very I'm very intrigued. Yeah, man. And another big name too, right? Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette's still unsigned as well. So that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. These are guys that right. We're gonna talk about dynasty leagues later, right? These are guys that honestly are formidable picks, right? You you look at them and you're like, man, they're gonna be they're gonna be productive players for the next X amount of years. They're guys I want on my squad, and it's like they're not even on a team right now. And it's not yeah. because there isn't a team that couldn't benefit, right? I'm sure it's just a matter of budget and figuring those things out, right? But ultimately, uh, once again, you can't you can't force anybody to do anything, and that's the weird situation here. Like, I feel like there has to be some sort of meeting in the middle and, and compromise and understanding the nuance beyond just the numbers on the paper. Because I feel like yeah, that's where a lot of the arguments come from, and it's like, man, what they're doing is is worth way more right than than any of that right i love the the age-old analogy it's like if i offer you a million dollars right now to do xyz regardless of how strenuous it may be you might just take that right but if i offer you 10 million dollars and i guarantee you you will not wake up tomorrow most people are not taking that deal brother so um there's a real reason why i think um a lot of these conversations on the forefront it's because it's that serious it is life and death they are a play away from that serious of an injury that could really change the course of the rest of their life, not just their athletic career. So uh, we beat this horse to death, uh, but it, it's clear what side we're on. And ultimately, oh, I yeah. think if you're on the other side, um, another one of those situations where uh, history will catch up to you and it'll be very clear that you were on the wrong side of things. Um, so. But with all that being said, um, our next topic of discussion, right? Got to move on here. Um, it's to, it's to the sad parts of things, right? The parts that we've been just talking about now, uh, there's been some devastating injuries in the preseason. And I think it's important for us to touch on as far as the impact, as well as the circumstance, right? These are, these are very strange yeah. um, preseason injuries that, that have taken place. So the first one that's really notable is, um, Di I was about to say, Diami Malfins. Miami Dolphins cornerback uh, Jalen Ramsey <laughs> Um, just was recently traded to Miami this offseason for a third-round pick, as well as the tight end, Hunter Long, I believe is his name, um, suffered a major knee injury that is going to require surgery. Um, I saw a report that he's going to be out eight weeks. It's like, God damn, um, that's a very short time. I doubt, I, I think it's safer to say out the rest of the season. Um, Apparently, his ACL is intact, which is always a good sign, right, with a, a knee injury this serious. Um, but ultimately, what do you think the impact of an injury like this in the preseason is for a team that just gave up a lot to get this player, right? And on top of that, sort of, I don't know if you saw the play between where, where him and Tyreek collided, but it seemed like a very routine play, right? So how, how as an organization do you kind of avoid situations like this? I don't know that you can because I was thinking about that earlier too. Like how do you actually for 
training camp? How can you actually protect players um, from injury? But unless, again, unless there's something to do with the turf, I really don't know what you're going to do. I Like, I, I really don't um, because – and I didn't see his injury. I, I saw Joe uh, Joe Burrow's, but I didn't see his. Um, when it's something like that, that's almost that you know seems like a freak accident almost. I don't even know like if the change of turf would have made a difference. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't know what what you can't actually do unless you're unless you're going through reps. Unless you're going uh, through reps and either not playing in cleats or um, getting regularly scanned, right, to check for yeah. partial tears or something like that. Yeah, which that makes a lot of sense to do. Um, I don't know what you could do, honestly, because you what you don't want to do. Because I was thinking about this earlier too. Like I don't if if you if you go too uh, extreme with precaution, players aren't actually like getting you know conditioned for the actual game where they go into the actual game and they get hurt right off rip so you don't want to see that happen um but yeah i don't i don't know man unless <laughs> short of short of doing that oh, i forgot what it's called what was that um i forgot what they called it but that you know how you see on uh, social media where those guys are playing um playing football but they're just kind of like walking and then, you know, oh. the other guy out. Like, unless, you, <laughs> <laughs> unless you're doing something like that, I don't really don't know how you're going to be able to prevent injury 100%, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I, you know, I think it's one of those freak accidents. Maybe, maybe considering not being in cleats, maybe, maybe that might be one of the things where you're just um, in sneakers on, on, you know, on the field instead of cleats. Maybe that could do something. I don't know. I don't know, which even that would be weird because you're not getting your full grounding. So I, I don't, like, I really don't know, man. I think this, this is just one of those freak accidents. It's why it's the reason why I hate this time of year. This is this is the reason why I hate this time of year because between training camp and preseason, it seems like we're we're getting hit with a lot of injury bugs a lot, you know, throughout the league, and I don't know. I don't know. It almost it seems like it's less throughout the season than than this part of the season. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. I really don't know what the solution would be with this because I, I would. It would be nice if you didn't have injuries in the game, but that's just a part of the game. Like that's the that's the risk you take when you sign that contract and you play that sport. Mm -hmm. so and I at really, this point, I really don't know. As far as like progression and and prevention, at this point, it's not like they're looking to shorten the season. They just lengthened it, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. So all of that talk <laughs> is crazy, right? I think this is what really puts the emphasis on why a lot of these NFL athletes are the best athletes in the world, right? Because this isn't just a um, a situation where you need to be the best for X amount of time. You you really need to peak yourself for a, a time that's much longer than you're actually playing, right? In order for you to be at peak performance while you're playing. Um, so, so many considerations there as far as avoiding injury. I feel like my main thing, right, especially with early stuff here, there's a lot of non-contact stuff going on anyway in training camp. So right. it's like, how do you make this even softer, right, on the body? Can't imagine it, right? Like you said, you need to you need to get fit to play in order to be able to perform come the come the season. So, 
Um, yeah. I agree. I don't know how to prevent this, but ultimately I think it's a really unfortunate situation for the Dolphins specifically, right? Because of what they gave mm-hmm. up and now what they're losing on top of it, right? Basically, imagine you gave up the player and you gave up the pick, right? <laughs> that's basically yeah. what it is. Um, sucks that that's the consideration, right? When this is actually someone's life, someone's livelihood that is affected by this injury. Um, yeah. Wishing him nothing but the best in his recovery. Uh, but ultimately, I think, like you said, injuries are a part of the game. There's no way I think fundamentally they can change the game that will remove them, right? Like, even if we go two-hand touch, right? Like, there's still the possibility of all these things happening. So, yeah. um, I think it's a part that, part of the game that we have to come to accept, right? Um, but at the same time, I think maybe there should be some sort of um, back-end incentive that helps these different organizations in the case where a player that they acquired or a player that was already on their roster, right? That's that's signed to their team, has some sort of injury. Maybe that now opens up some sort of exemption, right? Yeah. Um, almost like the mid-level exception that we hear about a lot in the NBA when they make a trade, right? Something like that yeah. um, to allow these teams to sort of nimbly respond to this. Um, I, almost, I almost wonder if... Um... If playing, if if doing training camps indoors could help. So what if, what if the extreme heat? This is this time of the year, right? What if the extreme heat is contributing to, uh, I don't know, I don't know what it could, at least with the uh, muscular injuries. I can't speak to joints, but. At least with muscular injuries, what if the 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 heat that's that's out there is contributing to the fact that you know you have guys that are sweating more and they're not and may they might not be drinking enough water right where you're now experiencing a little bit of dehydration or whatever and then that could be like overcompensation for something uh, internally that ends up happening what. I almost wonder if that if if that, if that is the case, and if that is the case, could air conditioned uh, training camp be the thing that allevi- alleviates that? You know what I'm saying? Man, fuck I'm, that! I'm, I'm, if anything's <laughs> gonna change this, it's fucking PRP injection straight into the knee. Give me, give yeah. me a, a, a legalized sport <laughs> where we can we can have some sort of. Uh, compromise as far as the medical advancements in today's society where I understand this is a very dangerous sport, right? Um, I understand the risks, right? And the things that are allowed in this sport that aren't in others, which make it a specific issue, right? Uh, Performance enhancing drugs. But once you're injured, right? I feel like it should be from that point on free game to some extent, right? This is, this is actually a conversation that um, has recently been introduced in the UFC as well, where Conor McGregor had that famous leg injury where he broke his leg against Dustin Poirier, removed himself from the testing pool, and has just been absolutely sauced out of his mind um, on the road to yes. recovery in order to to ensure right a full recovery and then make him do his due diligence to make sure he is clean, right? Make sure the the piss isn't breaking the tester, right? Before he gets back (laughs) out there, but some sort of way to sort of bridge the gap here, because yes, you don't want guys competing uh, sauce to the gills, but at the same time, um, I could only imagine, 
none of these guys are becoming NFL athletes by eating uh, a, a good side of broccolini with their chicken breast, right? Like there's a lot going on <laughs> j beyond just uh, natural um, supplementation going on here. So yeah. uh, a more broader range to what, what is allowed should, should honestly do the trick. Um, I, I'm sure there's people getting fucking ACL tears in Antarctica too. So it don't matter how hot, cold, <laughs> yes, no. Uh, there should be, in my opinion, a different way to approach recovery once it is clear that you're not going to be involved in competition. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. I, I actually like that idea. I actually like that. I like that. I, I mean, it makes sense. I never even thought about that with Conor McGregor. Mm -hmm. It is kind That's of problematic, though, because I know there's yeah. a lot of I know there's a lot of studies out there that show that the effects that you garner from taking such drugs uh, last far beyond the window that you're actually using them. So I know that that, mm -hmm. that plays a factor, right? And I think that should be considered. Um, but it's just so hard to to expect people to do this. Like I said, just sipping on a protein shake and eating, eating a good old chicken breast gonna going to yeah. be able to make you recover from something <laughs> like that substantially quickly. Uh, no, it's not. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. So the next devastating injury, right? Uh, such a segue right there. Uh, but the next yeah. one that we heard of, um, I just got to say this, right? Because I don't like, and, and this is the second time now, right? Because I, I gotta, I gotta be transparent here. We don't, we don't like seeing people get injured, right? But this is the second time now I got caught as a Ravens fan celebrating a Bengals fan's injuries. So I just gotta say, oh wow, it's pack watch season, <laughs> baby. Like I, I got, I got the blunt teats out. It is waiting for me in the bathroom. I'm smoking on that Burrow pack. Uh, shout out to Pat Mahomes Senior. Um, but. Unfortunately, um, Joe Burrow has suffered a ankle injury, from what I understand. Um, in in practice, he oh, got carted he? off. Yes, on his ankle. So it is a calf strain. No, 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 no. I'm so sorry. A calf strain is what he uh, suffered officially. No details just yet on the severity of that. Right, uh, calf is a pretty tricky injury, right? Because there's a lot, a lot going on there as far as stability and mobility. So. Um, really unfortunate hit for that organization for him specifically feels like um, it's kind of become the story of his career at this point. Right. Um, yeah. Where a lot of different lower, lower leg, lower limbs um, that he's been having injury issues with at this point. And it just really sucks. Right. I, I don't want to get too caught up in the fandom and just talk some shit because honestly it is kind of grotesque and it really does suck. Um, um this is just another part of the, what we were talking about earlier, right? This is kind of par for the course, right? This is what we have to come to understand um, is going to happen if we're going to have this beautiful uh, sport that we all love. Uh, but just really unfortunate situation for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. And it's yet to be determined how big of an impact this will have on his season, how long he'll be out. Um, but obviously hoping that that window is much shorter than anticipated currently. So here's the thing. This is the reason when I when I first saw the alert, my mind went to you know of course I'm hoping he's okay, but after that I started thinking about it because he's up for his extension right, he's supposed to be the next quarterback that's to be paid and that's obviously going to be the 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 richest contract um for a QB when he signs. Mm -hmm. Could you see where that where this impacts the negotiations of that contract? Because 
This is the was this the second or third lower leg injury for him. Third. So he third. there was fear after the Chiefs game this past season that he tore his MCL. He didn't, okay. but he under he had to go undergo a lot of therapy for that. And then previously, obviously, the big ACL tear um, that yeah. was separate, and now this calf injury is so the third. So you know, of course, and I'm not, I'm pretty sure we've discussed this on the show before, but um, you know, of course, when you're when you have a, a huge injury like that, um, your body overcompensates and puts everything on the other leg, which then weakens that leg in the long run. And I wonder if this could if this could impact him uh uh with the with the negotiations i mean of course you're still going to pay him like you're not you're not going to not keep joe burrow like that's not even a speculation but i almost wonder how this impacts it right cuz this has to impact it cuz that was a non-contact play yep that 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 that's the that's the weird part about it i mean i know there's they're labeling it as a calf strain but it's, especially if we're talking about the lower calf, you know, that's close to the Achilles. You know what I'm saying? I almost wonder, like, what the um, – I mean, I do wonder. What, what, what would the, the, the steps be for him from here on out to help prevent these injuries? You know, like, some, certain injuries you can't avoid, especially if it's with contact. But we're talking about like the non-contact ones. That that's what's what's weird. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, almost I, like I need an investigation. Was this turf? I need an investigation right now. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I, I, I'm just. I don't know what 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 the. I would assume, I would assume he's doing yoga and stuff like that, right? Uh, probably not, but I would assume he is. <laughs> But I mean, that's one of those like yoga is amazing, uh, to make sure you're getting your body stretched out and stuff like that. It, it, it um, you see a lot of uh athletes getting into it because of that, right? It helps strengthen a lot of a lot of muscles that you don't even know about. Um, yeah. you know, and everything, especially in the leg, everything is connected. Like you could have a a foot issue and it's connected to 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 the to the thigh area or the groin yeah it's like it's weird it's just like you know i don't know but do you think this this could impact the negotiations for his new contract i think if you're saying it's not you're delusional right it has to it has to affect that and that's really unfortunate i agree i think ultimately he's still going to get a a very high a very very uh wealthy contract i doubt um there's any way he doesn't um and I think this is sort of a match made in heaven scenario as well. Like, I don't imagine him ever leaving Cincinnati, right? Like, if he yeah. if he was to free sign anywhere else, like, I'd be more surprised than that had than I was that he has a uh, place. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely going to affect that negotiation. The, the amount of years, right? I think that's something to consider when you have someone that has an in- injury history like he does. Um, 
but it's just really unfortunate, right? Because once again, these are things that are really out of his control, right? It's not like he yeah. was doing his drop back wrong or something like that, right? It's yeah. just kind of one of those things that you have to chalk up to shit happens, right? And the unfortunate part yeah. of it is we have so much evidence in the past where things like this have happened and it's negatively affected the player moving forward, right? So everyone is quick to say, oh, no, now they have that sort of scarlet letter on them. Um, but I think you kind of have to really chalk it up to just a freak injury, which is what it was, and uh, move forward with the with the hope and understanding that this is a part of the job, and and hopefully this doesn't change who you are fundamentally as a player. Um, but yeah. there's no way to know that, so I think that that's why undoubtedly it, it will affect negotiations for sure. Yeah, because you can't blame this on the offensive line. You can't blame this on nobody bumped them exactly. No one bumped them. This is just a non-contact. That that's the those are the ones that that are the scariest, you know, because it's just like at this point, again, there's no way to prevent non-contact injuries. Like they either happen or they don't. And I, I but I think there might be some change again i think that yoga is something that any everyone could benefit from so um you know if if more athletes were were doing yoga and and um you know doing specific stretches and stuff like that where they you know especially if they if they don't do that right now i think they i mean i think they could they could they could benefit from that because we you see with the NBA. I think um, Joe Johnson was getting into it in his career. Um, I, I believe I saw JaVale McGee had uh, gotten into it. Uh, and I believe Dwight Howard had gotten into it. You know, like, you can see where certain players, you know, especially when they get older, it makes more sense for them to, to do something that's going to help strengthen them in different ways. And, and you know, make sure that those muscles are activated properly. Um, maybe he just needs to get into yoga. I, like, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, I think that that's, that's a very beneficial thing to get into. You know, I got to get back into it. I enjoy yoga, man. It's, it's a good, it's a really good um, uh, practice. You know, it's, it's good for you for sure. So, I mean, you know, again, uh, Jalen Ramsey's injury, that's one of those things that's just a freak accident. This one was too. I, I like, mm-hmm. there's no prevention, honestly, for Yeah. I think Bikram Burrow is going to be the new mythical character in sports, similar to Sea Level Kane and, and all, all the other mythical creatures of MMA. Um, Bikram Burrow. Let's get, let's get him on that hot that hot yoga treatment uh, minus all the, the creepy sexual <laughs> sexual innuendos that go on in that community. Let's get, get the, get the good benefits <laughs> from the poses, right? Get the, get the most yeah, out man. of it that you can. Yeah. Um, and, and, and this is a really cool development too. Like we need to have um, Dalsam Derek Myers uh, do, maybe we'll do like a yoga segment someday <laughs> or something. That'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, everyone can certainly benefit and I'm sure moving forward, um, there's going to be a lot of other uh, QBs that are richer for it, right? So wishing yeah, nothing yeah. but the best for Joe Burrow and his improvement as he deals with another real serious injury. And I hope this doesn't really keep him out for the rest of the season. It doesn't appear to be that way just now, uh, but never a good look whenever you see someone carted off in such a strange way for sure. 
he's definitely out for preseason, right? We can agree with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, because I think you got Trevor Simeon as his backup. Um, who? <laughs> <laughs> like, I really don't think you want to go into the season, uh, starting off with Trevor Simeon. So, yeah, mm-hmm. hold him out. <laughs> I just love how backup QBs are so defined that. I swear to God, I know all these guys' names, but I can never tell you what team they're on. Like, if you ask me right now where Andy Dalton is, I don't have an answer for you. I know he's somewhere, right? I want to see he's Dallas. somewhere doing oh. the damn thing. No, he's not on that. It's Cooper does? Rush, my friend. Yes. He also left uh, the New Orleans as well. So it was New Orleans. I'm Okay, he was in Dallas before New Orleans. Yeah, I don't know where he yeah, is. Yeah. He might not even be signed, bro. The Red Rocket. No, I'm positive he's signed. Who is he? All right, if we had a th- gun Atlanta. to our head, take a guess. Where is he right now? All right, yours Atlanta. yours is Atlanta. I'm going. Atlanta. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Jacksonville. Well, let me search. Okay. Where is this man? <laughs> Where is the red rifle? <laughs> hey, if it wasn't for injuries, we might be talking about MVP Andy Dalton too, right? At some point. So yeah. I think that's important yeah. to. To make note of, um, where is Carolina Panthers? Look at that. Carolina. Wow. Well, I got the right conference or division rather. Okay. So speaking of backup quarterbacks, I know this is not on the docket, but speaking of backup QBs, where do you see Carson Wentz playing this year? Or is he playing? Is the question. Whoa. Whoa, that was a name. You just brought me back. I Once again, speaking of deja vu, man, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Carson motherfucking Wentz. Um, yeah. I don't know if he is signed anywhere right now, but is he still on? No, he's not on the Commanders anymore. Nope. Interesting. Um, nope. I know there's places out there that need him, right? I'm sure. Uh, maybe Indiana, right? Uh, they already went through that experiment. So yeah, went through that. Yeah. Um, that's a good point, man. I have no idea who's in need of a backup. That's interesting. I- I'm sure he'll end up somewhere, though, right? He's not Cincinnati. out of the league. He shouldn't be fully out of the. League. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Call him up. Get him. Get him in that hey, Bengals man. white uni. Oh my God! It's gonna be like, um. The Holy Grail, like you, you, you. Yeah. They have on the all white out <laughs> outfits plus Carson Wentz. Like yeah. I, I don't think yeah. the defense will be blinded. It's almost like that. They would, yeah. That Dragon Ball Z spell, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? And, and then everything just whites out. Yeah, it, it's over for the defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shit, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know where he could play if he's gonna play anymore. Because I, I don't think any team... Carson Wentz. Put some respect on the man's name. MVP Carson Wentz was for a year and a half. Trust me. <laughs> a year and a quarter. More, more, a year and a quarter, more like... maybe. Whenever that second year ended for him uh, after the Super Bowl, that was it. That was it. After When he, when he went down that season, actually, you know what? Playoffs. Uh, Javian Clowney speared him in the back of the head. That's when it was. Oh, uh, yeah. Since yep. that play, since that play, he's not been the same guy. So I really don't know. You know where he could go, but I, I would, I would venture to say he's going to sign somewhere. But I don't think there's a need for him anywhere. Yeah, MVP that's fair. Is done. Now, since we're we're on, I promise this will be the last that we do this, right? 
this will be the yeah. last that we do this because okay. none of this is on the docket. <laughs> but I think it's still important that we have this fantasy matchmaking. Yes. Nick, if I had to, once again, gun to your head, you needed to tell me where this player was. Can you tell me what team Nick, Nick Foles is playing for right now? Nick Foles was playing for the Chicago Bears. He got released. Um, I think he's in Carolina right now with Frank Reich, if I'm not mistaken. Incorrect. He is with the Indiana Colts. And now tell me this. This is this is hilarious. He's back with the wait, 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 wait. He's back with the Colts? Yep. He's... Twenty since twenty twenty two. He signed a two year deal. Oh, he's been with the Colts. So he left he left Chicago, he left Chicago and went to Indianapolis. Yep. Hmm. I think it's interesting that everywhere Carson Wentz leaves. <laughs> The, the the gap for Big Dick Nick is just wide open, right? As, as soon as hey, as soon as Carson Wentz is gone, <laughs> we we need to get Nick Foles to fill that void. Hey man, it's it's been following Wentz's entire career. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to see him in Washington. That's all. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, hey, I, Washington might be making some moves this year. Who knows? Uh, I I believe I in know. in Eric Bieniemy, uh, but. It definitely does feel like there's a lot of a lot of demons in that locker room that need to be exercised. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But speaking of the the commanders, um, we're going into a tangent now, so you know, you guys bear with. That's me. what we come here for. Yeah, but that's what we join. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think if I'm not mistaken, I read a report that the Ravens were interested in Chase Young. I mean, why would you not be? Right? Could could you see that actually happening? And what would, would you trade not be? for him? What would you trade for him? Um, this may sound crazy, um, considering where we were last year. Uh, but yeah. a receiver, right? At this point, we <laughs> at this point we Whoa. got too much. At this point, we got too many. <laughs> I, I don't know who the fuck is gonna be playing in our receiver position at this point. I feel like by yeah. the come come week five, I. I feel like we might have one or two guys that might be a little expendable on that front. Uh, beyond that, um, I don't know. I think it will most likely be a pick and something else, right? Uh, at that point, for that caliber of player, um, I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. I would love that though. Yeah, yeah, that caliber of player. But at the same time, Washington doesn't want to pay him. At least with the old regime. Now we have new owners. Maybe they want to keep him. You know, maybe. Another we'll injury see. conversation, right? Uh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think it'd be interesting to see if they do keep him. Um, but if 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 you guys give up, give him up, uh, give up for him. You said a receiver. Who who would you put up? I don't know who all the all the receivers are on your on your roster right now. Y'all played music chairs. Honestly, I can't. I, I don't, in the last I, couple I of years, OBJ. yeah. Yeah, I would say I would say uh, a lower level guy that sort of made it bo made his bone for himself the last year. Like uh, the first name that came to mind was Devin Duvernay. I would like to keep Rashad Bateman because oh, yes. I feel like his trajectory as a wide receiver, we haven't seen him fully healthy to know whether or not he is that guy. And the flashes mm -hmm. that we have seen have been brilliant. So I don't want to give up on him just yet. Obviously, we just acquired Zay Flowers, OBJ, big names, yeah. right? So. Um, there's a lot of room for things to play out. That's why I said kind of wait maybe in a couple of weeks to figure out who that guy is, right, at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, I would say either a Devin Duvernay, worst case scenario. If we go over Rashad Bateman, I feel like uh, it'll be a lower end pick, right? If we're giving up one with him versus Duvernay, it'll be a higher pick. Um, but I feel like both guys are at this point expected to be a certain, the same level of production on that offense. So that'd be interesting to see, though. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for making me talk my Ravens, right? I wasn't ready hey, for that. Man. Yeah, man, got to got got to see, got to see what's up with, with Baltimore, man. Yes, sir. So, with all that being said, I recently just signed up for my second dynasty draft. I've caught the bug; it is official. Sign about these draft leagues, man. They just they keep me coming. Pause. Yeah, um, so oh, pause, I'm really yeah. excited. Yeah, I, that was out of line. I'm sorry, but I'm really excited that for this wild. second league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, bro. I, I try to. I'm trying to keep it going, bro. But. Uh, a lot of the, the people in this league are also in the other dynasty league I'm I'm in. So it's kind of a lot of bragging rights going across the the, the, the board. But just full transparency, yeah. it's a $100 buy-in, right? So you get the first two seasons, $50 a season. And then winner gets a pot. I think it's about 500 And then second place gets hmm. a, another little piece of that. So um, cool. always good to be in that scenario. And my debut as a dynasty draft um what is it commissioner um yeah. i came in unfortunately um, third place because i lost to someone that just had a historic game with aj brown so oh yeah it yeah hurt. yeah it okay. hurt Sorry. it hurt uh but was, it's okay um good. we're back in a position to contend <laughs> this year um every time i show someone my dynasty league team they're like holy shit like you, you got to be contending right and i'm like yeah and i just uh flipped mccaffrey too for a first and a second rounder so everyone's kind of like whoa like aren't you trying to compete this year like why are you trading mccaffrey and i'm like yeah um i am trying to compete but having the leverage in my mind to to move that second round pick for next year and a potential wide receiver because right now I'm stacked at receiver. Let me give you let me give you the lay of the land right now. Please, I've got please. I've got on on this team um the older team right um mm -hmm. so so just to explain what I was saying earlier I was facing Jalen Hurts and I have AJ Brown so. There was a weird distribution of points there. Uh, yeah. So my main my main receivers on this team is actually kind of nuts. Like when I think of it, um, I was able to get OBJ last year as like a fucking I think it was like a eleventh round pick. Ooh, that's pretty good. Testing, testing. Can you hear me? Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah I got you. Okay, yeah, you good. So I, I got OBJ in a real budget late round pick i also traded my first round pick last season for uh deandre hopkins so i have uh uh two number one three number one receivers right on on my team and then i got some really good backups too so give me a second as i'm waffling around to try to find my sleeper app um hold on you but i'm so Brown, stacked obj and hopkins Yes, and and OBJ and Hopkins weren't even starters for my team last year. So I have, I also have Mike Brown. Um, the receivers on my uh, on my team are nuts right now. So my goal with that first round pick. Um, so let let me just give you the lay of the land. I'm getting ahead of myself. Clearly, free to commish because I because I'm just too hype right now. I'm too I'm too hyped by the prospects <laughs> of this original team. Um, so here we go. Players Club. This is my my starting roster. 
I've got Lamar Jackson as my quarterback, of course. Right now, my running backs, since I just traded away McCaffrey, my starting running backs are J.K. Dobbins and Tony Pollard. And then my wide receiver core is OBJ, Mike Evans, A.J. Brown. <clears throat> I've got Brandon Cooks. I've also got Damian Pierce as one of my running backs. I've got Geno Smith as my second quarterback. I've got Darren Waller as my starting tight end. And then here are my benched receivers. You ready? These, these are my bench receivers. Um, okay. I've got he's – a, he's a running back, but I've got Jared McKinnon. I've got uh, Trey Tucker. I've got, once again, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Isaiah McKenzie, Chase Claypool. And I've also got at tight end Hayden Hurst and Tyler Conklin. So I'm pretty stacked right now as far as the receiver right. position and tight end. Um, so I, I figured I was like, I've got a pretty good RB room too, right? With Damian Pierce, yeah. with J.K. Dobbins. I also have Gus, Gus Edwards. So I have a good handicap there just in case he gets injured. And then um, with Tony Pollard, I was like, let me. Let me, hands down, McCaffrey's probably my most attractive asset, right? But he's also 27 years old. So I'm like, let me get younger here. Let me get some picks. I got a guaranteed first round pick from someone that didn't even have a starting RB. Their starting RB was um, the Atlanta starting back from last season, Tyler Algier. So he didn't even have a starting RB. So I think that's going to end up being a, a high round pick next season. And then my goal before the season starts, I've been reaching out to a lot of different owners, is to try to grab someone like a Nick Chubb, like a um, maybe a Joe Mixon for a second-round pick and a receiver so that I maintain two first-round picks for this season on top of the squad I already have. Um, so I'm really hyped trying to contend. And, and you can imagine, I'm talking a lot of shit with a lot of these guys already. So this second draft now... I'm like, I need to be locked in. I need, to, I need to have the right approach, the right strategy. I think I'm looking to contend immediately again because why not, right? Um, yeah. Unfortunately, the first randomized pick um, for choosing our draft position, which I, I thought was interesting. We didn't do that prior. Um, I was the last person on that list. So I did not get to choose my at all where my draft position was. I ended up with the fifth pick, which isn't the worst, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I figured we're going to do a quick little exercise here, a little fun okay. dynasty draft, right? Between you and I, okay. we'll do it in a snake okay. format. Since okay. it's a 12-team league, we're going to go 12 picks, 6-6 six, six each. And our goal here, once again, is you got to remember, whoever you draft today is going to be on your team for the time until they retire, right? And you have to consider yeah. you're buying in on them. So... Um, it isn't just production for this season we're looking at. It's more so the longevity and their production uh, for the rest of their career. So changes the way you draft a little bit for fantasy, which is always yeah. fun. Um, I'm going to queue up the the heads or tails so we could get this thing going. Okay. And while you're doing that, let me ask you a quick, quick question. I've never played Dynasty. So with Dynasty, you're drafting the following season after the initial draft? No. So once you draft, okay. that's your team for the rest right. of time, right? And whatever so moves you picks, make from there. So the picks, though, where, how, does, how does that come into play? Because yes, that's so where, it is the rookie draft. The rookie draft. Oh, okay. okay, 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 okay. Yes, sir. So 
My rookie okay. draft last year was not impressive at all. I think my best player was Sam Laporta, a uh, young tight end. Uh, they got picked in the first round. That was my premier pick in the rookie draft. I got Stetson Bennett as well as one of my last picks, but obviously not a, oh, okay. not the best position to be in. So after losing my yeah. first round pick this year, I was like, you know what? I want to try to hunt a first round pick for someone that's really in rebuild mode um, and, and try to get a good, a, a good pick so that I could have a, a good core of younger players. Cause as you can see with a lot of the receivers I have, a lot of them are sort of on their way out, so to speak. Yeah, dynasty, dynasty uh, changes the way you can actually have trade conversations. So that that like I'm just thinking about that. That's wild. That's yeah, wild. it's so fun, dude. Because you could you could theoretically just throw caution to the wind, like I did, right? Like I, yeah, I am. A, I know that McCaffrey is a top five RB, no matter what, right? But yeah. I'm making a lot of bets by making that trade, right? Like I could have kept them and yeah. easily been in a good position to contend this year. But I'm like, hey. I need to consider the overall landscape. I, I feel I made a bad deal last year trading Hopkins for my first round pick in, in a sort mm -hmm. of plea to contend. And then he ended up not even playing in that final stretch. So it really did hurt me in the actual regular season. So I'm like, let me try to find a way to get younger. And in my opinion, my best asset was Christian McCaffrey. And in my opinion, it's kind of unheard of to get a first in the following year and then a second the year after. So I got I got some big picks, in my opinion, in return. I got some good value yeah. there. Um, yeah. But that's the old draft anyway, right? We're, we're, we're gearing up yeah, for this yeah. second league. Um, they're going to be running concurrently, but uh, a fun, different way to approach the fantasy game. And it's funny, too, whenever there's a breakout player, right, that nobody really anticipated or heard of, uh, things get crazy too, right? Because now everyone's yeah, yeah, trying to hit the waiver wire to grab them. There's like an auction system. So you have a certain amount of money to bet on these potential uh, free agents, so to speak. So a lot of fun uh, wrinkles to Dynasty. But I'm I'm a gentleman, right? I'm used to winning around here. So I'm going to let you call the coin flip. So whenever <laughs> you are ready, let me know. Uh, I'm going... I'm going heads. And you got it. So... Would you like to defer or would you like the first pick? <laughs> I'll, de I'll defer. I actually defer on this one. No way. Really? Okay. I like it. Yeah, Doing yeah, the, the snake draft process. Um, yeah. So let's do it. Uh, with the first pick of the 2023 Dynasty draft. <clears throat> I think this is the easiest one, right? And I'm going to shock some people here. I'm going Jalen Hurts, baby. And my reason being is he is the youngest star quarterback in the league. And I think the general consensus right now is Patrick Mahomes is the number one guy. Um, but as far as fantasy points and production last season, it ain't just about the passing yards, right? If anything, r rushing yards count for more as far as yes. uh, per yard and per um, carry, so to speak. They, they give you more points. So I'm yes. going to go with Jalen Hurts as my first pick for the Dynasty draft. Yeah. And because of that, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. Wow, I like that. Yes. Second pick for Derek, the double snipe. You love to see it. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Yes, sir. Okay, and... so it is your pick again, my brother. You are back on the clock. Yes. What? Um. So positions. We're doing quarterback, one running back or two running backs. So let, you just you just asked me a very critical question. So let me check this out. So in my league, it is one QB, two running backs, 
three receivers, and then there's two flex positions. So you could either run a wide receiver, RB, or a tight end in that in that position. And then there's also a super flex. So you could either run a second quarterback or another wide receiver, um, RB. Yeah. Okay. Um, that changes things, right? That does. That does. That does. I am going to go. Ooh, I'll go Justin Jefferson. Oh, you got that hurt. That one hurt because yeah. I was so yeah. ready to pull that trigger. Ah, <laughs> oh, God, that's a good one though. That's a real good pick. Yeah. Honestly, a lot of a lot of big boards have him as the the first uh most valuable player in Dynasty. So yeah. that's a great pick. Third pick. Derek is getting Je- Jetta, Justin Jefferson. All right. This this pains me, right? Because I can go a lot of directions here. Um, I get the fourth and the fifth, right? Um, how do I want to do this? Um, this may be a hot take, right? This This may not be the overall consensus of most people. Um, yeah. But give me Jamar Chase with the fourth overall pick. Okay. And this is where I agree that there's a lot of different people I could go for this one. But I'm going to go B. John Robinson. I think having youth Ooh. at that Ooh. position is way more important than people give credit for. So give me J- Jamar Chase and B. John Robinson. All right. And then I'm going to go... Um... Oh my God! Uh, I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Okay, yeah. The but the sixth pick is insane. So yeah, great, great pick up there. Yeah, I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Got, got to change your team name to Chilling with Mahomes. <laughs> I'm actually, you know, I meant to talk to you about that. I do need to actually change my fantasy team name. So, um, I got to think about that one. Um, so my next pick, I am going to go Travis Kelsey. Ooh, that's a nasty one-two punch right there. Best tight end in the game. I like that a lot. Um, let me write it in. Travis Kelsey. Awesome. Okay. With the eighth pick of the Dynasty draft. Whew. So many names off the board, right? It's getting tough yeah, now. Yeah. yeah um, right. With the eighth pick, I'm going to go. Hmm. This is going to be another hot take. Uh, give me, in my opinion, one of my favorite players to watch that is unheralded because of his situation. Give me Josh Jacobs, the eighth pick of the Ooh. draft. Okay. Okay. Right? You got to consider situations, yeah. too, with these picks. Yeah. Yeah. And you can imagine he's going to be getting a lot of screen passes from good old uh, Jimmy going Papaho. Uh, you yeah. love to see it. So give me Josh Jacobs. <laughs> and I then like with it. my ninth pick, um, since you have Lamar and Patrick Mahomes, I have to I have to solidify my dynamic duo here. And there's a lot of different directions I can go here for this one. Um, but the fact that this person is still not on the board, in my opinion, when I feel he deserves to be either at the very least the third QB off the board, give me. Actually, 
he just got injured, right? So this changes considerations. Yeah, yeah. Um, it does, give me, yeah. give me Justin <laughs> Herbert with my ninth pick over okay. Josh Allen. Over Josh Allen, I'm gonna go wow. Justin. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. Um, remind me, I got one more running back and two receivers. Yep. All right, so I'm going to Tyreek Hill. Nice. I'm going to Tyreek Hill. Um, right. Even though Cheetah. he might retire within the next couple of years. <laughs> yeah, that's scary, right? Just thought about that. Um, yeah, I'll go with Tyreek Hill. Then I will jump to... Ooh. I'm going to take Christian McCaffrey. Nice. Okay, free. Nice. That's a great addition as well. Um give me C D Lamb. Under twenty under under twenty six, yeah. right? Uh yeah. Love yeah. me a young receiver that's gonna be productive. So let's let's yeah. let's recap this. Uh yes, C D please, please. Lamb. Okay. So with the first pick, um I went with Jalen Hurts. Derek went back to back Lamar Jackson and Justin Jefferson. I went Jamar Chase and Bijan Robinson. Derek went Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. Insane one two punch for the sixth and seventh pick. Honestly, I feel like you might have beat me out just with those. Um, and then I went Josh Jacobs, Justin Herbert. Derek went Tyreek Hill, Christian McCaffrey, and I went CD Lamb. So the final teams are as follows. For me, we have Jalen Hurts. Jamar Chase, Bijan Robinson, Josh Jacobs, Justin Herbert, and CD Lamb, while Derek has Lamar Jackson, Justin Jefferson, Travis uh, Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Christian McCaffrey. So we got some bangers here. I think yeah. overall there were a couple reaches, right? I feel like I was a part yes. of both of them, both of those reaches yes. in my opinion, but I don't mind them, right? You got to make different <laughs> yes. considerations for dynasty. And and that's, yeah. that's why I had to make those, but uh, surprising to see, right? Josh Allen didn't go in the top 12. Um, Saquon didn't go in the top 12. There's a lot of guys that got snubbed there, but um, I like it. I think we both have formidable yeah. teams. As far as next season, I think you got me beat, right? You're in a better position to contend. Uh, but I, I think I'm coming up on a creeping on a come up for the future, at least. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because Tyree Kill, again, like I said, he's going to retire in a couple of years. So, yeah, and Bijan going to be balling for the next Bichon four, at least. At least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I can't, I can't, I can't draft any Eagles, bro. I just can't. Uh -uh, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. AJ Brown would have been a good wide receiver pick, too. I, I know. should have went That's... that way. Yeah. I know that's yeah that's that's when it was him and, and Devontae Smith but and honestly the by the, the way a fucking I'm I'm offended for you how the fuck is Amon Ross St Brown listed as higher as a prospect than Devontae Smith makes no sense to me makes no sense to me I you know what these rankings I don't even care about them anymore I think <laughs> that like because what who who decides them the players the players who decides them the okay players. so the players decided. What about the the Madden ratings? The Madden ratings are 
they're weird because like especially looking at at some of them that we that we've seen come out over the last couple weeks what was it, last week or so um they're not they're obviously not based on last year's performances they're not and i'm 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 confused as to why um a lot of players are ranked where they are um but It is what it is, man. I, we could we could get into a whole conversation about Madden because I'm I, I'm honestly, I think I'm pissed with Madden, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get it this year. I haven't bought it in I think two a couple two of years, years but yeah, because I'll I'll get it and then I'll wait like a couple like, like two years because there's just no need. I'm not I'm not updating it. I'll update 2K before I update um Madden. That's fair. And I'm not, you know. They're not even playing it that much anymore, but exactly. Twenty four is gonna be interesting. Twenty four is gonna be interesting. So we can we can get the whole conversation about Madden later. I, I really for I sure. Really <laughs> want to, I want to discuss another that episode. That's simple. another episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because it's, it's but it's, it's fun, right? Thinking of thinking of the dynasty yeah. versus regular fantasy. It's it's a very different consideration. Which I've been like balls deep in preparation recently, just trying to find <laughs> any information I can on on best uh, dynasty strategies and things to do. Yeah, and it's funny. A lot of people do really take the first year rebuild route, which I find pretty funny. Where they're just like trading away really? picks. Yeah, trading away picks and just trying to rebound for year three. Um, but it's kind of like punting away a hundred dollars. And I, I don't know, I'm yeah. not willing to do that. Um, I'm trying mm-hmm. to I'm trying to win no matter what. Uh, but fifth pick, yeah. in my opinion, it's not the worst thing ever, right? It, obviously no. nobody else wanted it, uh, but I'm still in the top half of the draft, and then I'm not too far away from the wheel, right? Like I don't like being one, two, three, because then you're so yeah. far away from the wheel. That no matter how good of a player you get, by the time you get back to your next pick, it's kind of like really depleted. Um, so I don't, snake, I don't really mind it. Snake format. Yeah, it's snake throughout. So yeah, five. Um, oh, five is is prime real estate then. Five yeah, I'm surprised I got it. Yeah, you're not you're not having to sit there and wait, like, forever. I that's the one thing about having the first pick or the last pick when it goes to that second round. Oh man, you're waiting forever. forever. Uh, it takes yeah. too long, yeah. And, and then you, and I mean, I when when this happened to me, I've, I've been freaking out. I'm just like, oh my god, this guy's gone, that guy's gone. So, I, yeah, I guess it is time to get into draft mode, huh? <laughs> yeah, man, it's exciting. We need to definitely make sure yeah. that our OTS league has some has some more stakes this year because OTS it, league it was... is in. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do yes, it. Sir. I don't know how much y'all want to put up, but there needs to be some stakes in, involved. I agree with that. Yes, sir. Maybe last even was, like last year, I was in a baby new, like brand new relationship, so I wasn't focused on fantasy. I was, I was. You was living your on, fantasy, you know. I, I like I was, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now we're a year in. I can, I can, I can uh, do uh, fantasy, and we're we're moving in together next month. So congrats, bro. That's do, awesome. Uh, thank you. I'll be able to do fantasy, and you know, not have to my attention diverted too much i can I, i'll be present and with her but then playing as well so hey good good luck explaining it because my girlfriend constantly is like why are you paying money for that and i'm like what you fucking wait because as soon as i win one <laughs> i'm gonna take you to dinner and i ain't gonna tell you nothing i'm gonna be like you know what my my knowledge of fo- of football paid for this dinner okay congratulations yeah, yeah enjoy yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, man, I'm, 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 I'm with that. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely um have to figure out what our stakes are, um, uh, with OTS. We at least got to do a challenge for the last place team, right? Like we have to make them at do minimum. something, right? At minimum, I mean, yeah, at minimum. And you still got to get that. Uh, you still got to pay you gotta, your debt, bro. Hey, hey, we got to figure out. There's, there's, there's some negotiations to be had here, okay? Because yeah. there's some loopholes. <laughs> there's some very specific situations, right, in this bet that has got me handicapped. But I will pay up. I I do need to add some background to me to to my uh yeah. to my little setup here anyway. So uh, yeah. we'll make it happen soon for sure. But hey, there's some negotiations to be had. I'm not going full so. terrible towel with the Lakers here. Um, no, thank you, sir. I I know um, <laughs> at least what what they what they were able to pull out towards the end of the season deserves something here. So we'll figure it out hey, for sure. We'll 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 talk about it. We'll discuss it. We'll discuss it. We'll discuss. Yes, it. sir. But it was uh, just but... the regular season we were talking about. That's that's all. I'm... Yeah. <laughs> we got to go back to that's the all. tape now because. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> but uh with all that being said i think it's important right we've touched on so many different topics we're definitely going to come back at your full force again next week previewing and sort of uh looking maybe more into these divisions as well as the madden talk but um yes let's just do this quick let's give us one one storyline something to keep in mind something to watch out for um as we continue through this sort of uh, pre-training camp period. What what's something that you have your eyes on in the world of NFL? Ooh, um, ooh, okay. Um, I want. I, I'm interested in seeing how Saquon outplays this current contract because mm-hmm. you already know what's going to happen. And what ends up being the 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 um what ends up being the fallout from that next season? Because he's gotta either he's got he's gotta walk away if they're not if they're not willing to come back, right? Like he's gotta walk away. And then what team does he go to from there? I think that would be interesting to see. I'm 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 really gonna be paying attention to uh New York because twofold reason because because of that but also because daniel jones signed that contract and i mean he he deserved to be paid but not paid you know what i'm saying like like he ain't he ain't one of them (laughs) he ain't one of them um so i think i think my my storyline will be new york in general i think the giants are going to be very uh intriguing this season um whether it's because they outperform what we're what our expectations are, or because they they aren't playing up to what we think they couldn't can play up to. And Daniel Jones, you know, either regresses or he's at least at minimum where he was last year. Which I think For is sure, actually man. fine with them. I think it's fine for them if, if he is. Yeah. If he's performing like he did last year, that's honestly what they're expecting of him. So if he doesn't yeah. regress um, that is good. Is it warranted of the contract? Probably not. But uh, yeah, I hope and Saquon balls out for for the sake of the argument. Um, I didn't want to cop out here because I, when you said that, I was like, man, I was about to go with the Jets. So I'm not going to do that. Right. We got to stay out of New York for this one. Um, this one is a real sneaky one. Right. This is this is one that I'm not sure um, people understand the gravity of it. But mm-hmm. I'm going to say let's keep an eye out for the situations and how it's looking in new orleans 
And now that might sound crazy to you guys, but this is an offense that I feel has been in a real messed up situation the last couple years where between Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, there's just been so many devastating injuries that they've had to deal with on top of quarterback play problems. Now they have Derek Carr, right? And now all these guys are healthy, right? On top of um, their very young uh, receiver. This is where you come in here, Derek. I know you know his name because I forgot it. Um, uh, uh, God damn. God damn. There's too many names. Last year, right? Yeah, there's too many, yeah, there's too I, many people. I'm so sorry, you guys. Shout, shout out to know. New Orleans. Uh, but he's a fucking stud, and we don't even know his name. Uh, but honestly, I feel like there's a big <laughs> offense. There's a big potential for this offense to be the – the most slept on in the league, but one of the more productive ones in the league. So I'm really interested to see how those developments go and what the talk of the town is in training camp. So keep an eye out for the New Orleans Saints. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's a good, a good look. Good look. All right, man. So that's all you got for us this week. Make sure that since we already know you loved what you got, right? You stood this long. Uh, make sure that you're following the brand at OTS Media Co. and OTS Media on all social media platforms. Excuse me, OTS Media on YouTube. Uh, make sure that you're following us. You could get in-depth updates right now we're working on our our trilogy series with realish too right if you want to get some talk of the lord of the rings make sure you check us out there i've been having a blast doing that in addition to all the other fun stuff we bring you in the nfl world right also the mma side of things i just uh funny enough all the talk of the town is dynasty um Sean and I have agreed now moving forward for all cards that we do previews on. We're doing a dynasty draft with every fighter on the card. So every Ooh. every week you have you have a little roster of fighters to keep up with that determines win or loss, sort of a, a, a win tally by the end of the season, who drafted the best team. Uh, so really fun little thing to look for there on the MMA side of things. And just in the biggest week, in my opinion, of the year in combat sports, make sure, make sure. Yeah, check out some of the coverage we have on, obviously, Spence Crawford and then the big fights in the UFC, Justin Gaethje versus Dustin Poirier, too. Yes, but sir. Yes, sir. while we're on the topic, Derek, can you tell them where they can find you? Uh, at Derek underscore OTS. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K in black way to spell it. Yes, sir. You love, love to hear it on threads, too. It's all the same across all platforms. On goated, threads man. too, this but you know what? Goated. I'm, I'm actually, I'm also on threads. Like my personal one is there, but I don't do anything for my personal one. I'm mainly on the OTS threads, so, um, you're gonna be nice. able to catch more personality on there. So please follow us on threads. Um, this week at work has been a little hectic, so I haven't been able to get on there as much. But follow follow OTS Media Co on threads. Um, you're gonna be sure to have a good time. Elon Musk has officially killed Twitter. So you might as well come on and join the party. So let's go ahead and do it. <laughs> X. <laughs> I hope they get sued, by the way, because shout out to uh, RS3. It looks exactly <laughs> the same as the Jagex logo. Shout out to RuneScape yeah. 3. Shout out to RuneScape. Yeah. I know all of y'all remember the mini clip <laughs> days. I know, I know, I know y'all remember. Yeah. Yes, they bit off a of Jagex <laughs> with that fucking logo. And I promise you a lawsuit is coming. But anyway, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with that, man. I agree with that. 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in. It's always a blast, and it is a pleasure to bring you guys this level of analysis, right? You don't get this anywhere. We got range here at OTS, baby. There's so much that we're knowledgeable on, and uh, between the world of NBA and NFL, uh, really big stuff coming at you guys for se for this season. So really looking forward to continued success at TSG. With all that being said, thank you so much. Make sure that you let your voice be heard. Let us know what you want to see more of so we can bring it to you. I think that's what we do here at OTS. We're, we're men of the people, right? And sure. we, we want to give sure. you guys what you want. So please uh, let us know. We're, we're, we're givers, not receivers, okay? <laughs> Until next time, catch you. Peace. <laughs>